1: And Dave. What's up? Uh, No Tori this week. She went to go see a movie and then had a migraine and just could not deal with also recording. So uh, she'll be back next week probably. She Uh, went to see Joker and that was the result. I mean, it could have been. I don't know. We'll have to wait until (laughs) she comes back to ask her about it. Maybe it'll be her good thing next week. Uh, Speaking of good thing, Craig,
2: what's yours? Let's see. Well, I was looking over my list of
0: good things.
1: I will murder you in the face <laughs> through the internet,
0: oh my gosh! Craig's face only has <laughs> no, 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 like no, no. four
2: lives left
0: we We joke,
2: <laughs> but I do have a mental list of things um, but this week they're a written list this week, and they're just for backup. I have for us uh I got a, a new board game recently, um so I think I'll make my good thing the uh the company that makes the board game uh stonemeyer games Milton Bradley, so Parker brothers. <laughs> Dave, you would have played Scythe. You, I played safe, yeah. That's it. Scythe, yeah. I really like
0: that one. I love Scythe. Uh,
2: and also Viticulture, uh, along with a, a number of that other games. Good. I good.
0: I might not have played Viticulture enough, but I, I think they made the one time we good played it. We got game,
2: but he recently uh came out with a new game. It was out for pre-order last month, and uh, I finally received mine last week. It's called Tapestry, which is a civilization-building game. Uh, where you Are you sure it's not Fresco? You start... It is not Fresco. Okay. Uh, You start in the... You just discovered fire, your civilization, and you have, you know, basic technologies that would be equivalent of Stone Age technology. And then you learn new technologies to advance your civilization and get lots of victory points and just be amazing compared to your opponent. It's pretty fun.
0: How far in technology does it go? You go to space. You go from... Like, like discovering coloni- fire to space, space. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Now so the bef-
2: let me put an asterisk there. It is a bit abstract because it's hard to sort of encompass all of these things. So, um in terms of gameplay, I would call it an engine builder rather than a civilization game. So, you're building your engine to get more resources which allow you to get more technology like that. Um so it's more akin to that than other types of games that will follow technology, but uh, it's pretty fun, uh, very easy to play, which is why I think it's it's uh, one of the good things. It's very easy to describe how to play and to actually play the game. It's very basic choices, which have amazing consequences as you play the game. Um, so pretty fun. Uh, so that is my good thing. And also honorary good thing is I started rewatching Good Place because I need to catch up. And, man, it's so good.
0: My sister started watching that. I know Tori's mentioned it before. It is so good. I wonder if someone else has mentioned it also. I know. That's why I'm bringing it back. I never mentioned it. Dave,
2: or Dave, Mike has. (laughs) I never mentioned it. So, Dave, what's your good thing?
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug another podcast here. I've been rather enjoying lately the Joe Rogan Experience, probably one of the most popular podcasts out there. But, uh, you might know Joe Rogan from playing Joe Gorelli on news radio way back in the day. And that's a future good thing. So that shows awesome. Uh, but anyway, he was, he's a, uh, like did some stand up comedy. He did, uh, UFC fighting and he's like a total workout nut. Um, just the, so he just sits down with a guest, does an interview. It's long form. It's usually goes two to three hours. So. It's not like flipping on an interview on a on a late night show where they're talking for two minutes, have a commercial break, talk for two minutes. Now, this is them having a conversation for two to three hours straight. And it's really cool. And he has a great wide variety of guests. He has scientists on there. Probably my favorite episodes were uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Elon Musk, they're two really good episodes. Um this is a family-friendly podcast, so I won't mention the meme that goes along with the Elon Musk episode.
2: I, I think everyone is familiar with what happened. There.
0: <laughs> I I didn't know it was like a huge meme until I listened to the episode, and then later found out about it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Craig's got one of Elon's cars, so shout outs to him. But yeah, I really like the those. Um, he has political guests from from both sides, conservatives and uh, liberals, and he talks to uh, actors and comedians and things. Uh, One, I think out of all of them, I most prefer when he's talking to people like industrial people like Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I I am interested in listening to the political stuff so that I can hear information from both sides. Uh, And... One of the like the first things I listened to is like he's got clips all over YouTube, too. So if you don't want to listen to a two, three hour episode, you can go like, oh, okay, well, this is like a, a little five, 10 minute clip. And one time he was talking to Jeff Garland about Larry David. And like, that was just one of the coolest things ever, because I don't know. Side note, I love Larry David. I probably shouldn't. Probably nobody should actually have any affection for this man. And he will be the first to admit that. But I love Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a genius. I'll say that. Larry David is a genius. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, so Joe Rogan experienced. You can find it wherever you uh, found this podcast, probably. So check it out when this one's over. Uh, cool. My good thing this week is
1: I have three shows that either have just started a new season or are about to start a new season, and I'm extremely excited for all of them. The is first, one a good, the first Prince. is a good
0: place. Ah, I blew it. Is one Dragon Prince? I still haven't watched like, Dragon Prince. Next, that's like next month, dude. Season three is next month. But I still haven't watched any of it.
2: Wait, uh, is that on Netflix?
0: Yes. In fact, I've they have they thing. have a frog think... singing the Netflix theme. that goes, ba-dum.
2: I think we put it on our to-watch list.
1: Anyway, back to my good thing. <laughs> Rem- remember how it's my turn now?
2: Hey, all good things are valid.
1: Uh, The other two are My Hero Academia. the The fourth okay, season yeah. starts on the 10th of October. And I have been good, and I'm going to continue to be good, and I'm going to wait for the show until the fourth season is over, and then I'm going to get into the manga. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be good and patient with that. And then finally is Letterkenny, Season 7 or 8, whichever one. I think 7. I think we're on Season 7 now. Uh, That drops in the U.S. on October 14th on Hulu. So, very excited for all of those. Yeah.
2: I gotta catch up. This just, just a, a good place. Although I've heard about My Hero, Acad- Hero Academia. Uh, My Hero Academia? Is that it? My Hero Academia, yes. No, I want Craig Academia. to say it. I, th- I did say it. The full thing. My Hero Academia. no. It's not or you if you want to be first. just a real <laughs>
1: weeb about it, uh, Boku no Hero Academia. But since it has the English title like on on the title, it's it's completely acceptable to just use the English title. It's fine.
0: The, on, the only wooboo title I'm going to go with is Dokutsu Monogatari, better known in the States as Cape Story. And there's also Zelda no Densetsu something. I don't actually know the full title. I, I don't know. I'm not a weep.
1: So anyway, <laughs> that's that's all for good things. Now let's do bad things. And by that, I mean the chapters that Dave read this week.
2: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, Disagree. Those are uh, not bad things.
0: Craig doesn't think I've read it. Well, I'll have you know, I just finished about 25 minutes ago. I was spreading it out. Uh, anyway, this homework to the last minute. Hey, future Mike, when you're tagging this episode, you're gonna want to put Warbreaker chapter 17 through 21 because that's what we're talking about this week. Appreciate it, Dave. Yeah, I said future Mike. Present Mike doesn't get to appreciate it. Wait, why would present Mike know can that? appreciate it for future Mike? Okay, all right. Chapter 17. Parlin's amazing sense of direction. Dent and Tonk. Fang Shui. 5,000 oh. GP. Letters from <laughs> King Dadalin. Let's find Var's followers. Alrighty. It's so like what... the
2: money you get in uh, Foxanity. No, that's golds.
0: That Five, is, that's they 5,000 gold. 5, golds. Uh, anyways, Parlin, ranger that he is, manages uh, to get Vivenin himself back to their house with his expert navigational skills. And they arrive to find uh, Dank and Tonk, Tonk rearranging the furniture so that they can incur the favor of the spirits or look for hidden stuff. Hence, doing secret stuff right. sometimes, perhaps? They're, they're doing it pretty overtly. They're looking for secret stuff sometimes. And they're like, here's the 5,000 gold pieces, m'lady. So, you know, they don't straight out rob her. Uh, later on, they make a little joke about overcharging her for services, which I appreciated. But, you know, they're not straight out robbers. But, you know... They're mercenaries. That's what, that's what that's what doesn't like about being a mercenary. That's what he hates most about being a mercenary. You know, just the fact that people don't trust him. You know, I noticed well, one there's of the a lot of things he hates. He doesn't. <laughs> like about that's mercenary. one of the things he hates most about being a mercenary. <laughs> so they find uh, this. Uh, oh, what's the dead dude's name? The uh, Le- Lemix. Lemix. Yeah, the old Lemmox. They, so they're, this is Lemix's house, they're ransacking, and they find the letters from King Dadolin, and that dad, <laughs> King Dad...
2: <laughs> wait, wait, petition to have his name renamed to Dadalin.
0: But only the only the prince and princesses are allowed to call him that. Sure, but that's pretty much just not light song. You of have that. to think, at least Fafin has called him Dadolin. Maybe. She's got the best sense of humor out of all of them, I think. Yeah, true. Well... Siri, Maybe Siri. Siri's just more rebellious. Like, I feel like Siri's rebellious to get attention, and Fafin is, like, more trying to be clever and funny to get attention. But they're both kind of funny. All right, so uh, in these letters, uh, Vivi finds out that her father has been financing Lumix to buy breaths. And that's a big old no-no in the religion of Idris Elba. And <laughs> he's a little upset about that. But, of course, uh Lemix has been embezzling money and already buying breath. So he just says more and more. Had more and more. But hey, guess who has him now? Vivian. Or Vivena. All right. And then we hear about Var, who was a revolutionary. And Var is... Been killed, but they can maybe round up some of his followers to disrupt the courts and either prevent war, or if they do declare war on Idris, make war more difficult for them. And there we close chapter seventeen.
2: Okay, five thousand gold.
1: Uh, so any any interesting char- new character insights that you've gained from this chapter, or just just sort of taking the story as it goes.
0: I guess as far as character insight goes, we learn more about Doodlein than anybody else, right? We learn that he's a little Machiavellian. He wants to protect his kingdom, and he ignores other what he might see as less important morals to achieve this end. I mean, and... I
1: would I would argue that uh, dense mercenary team giving the money to Vavenna uh, oh,
2: yeah, shows, shows
0: some insight into their characters. Uh, okay, you're right.
2: Nah, no point. big
0: deal. Happens all the time. But they've they're kind of at this even before now up to this point been as advertised. They're like they're mercenaries, but they're honorable and they're fun loving. Like I, I guess you know I don't. I'm not gonna be prejudiced against them just because they're mercenaries. Dent hates that. <laughs> I think I have the perfect cast casting for what him, it's like the Maybe not perfect, but I love it. Um. All right. So yeah, eighteen. Chapter 18? Yeah. Let's do chapter 18. Siri will use the power of annoyance on her adversaries. Trilogies this is, is listen Mama? Yeah, keep going. Trilogies is listening, but not watching. So Siri reenacts the deli scene from when Harry met Sally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Larimar I'm sure
0: gonna put that. Larimar deserves a better god. Larimar new light song, but he is like rain. Um <laughs> All right. So the first part of this chapter focuses on Siri and she's like everyone around here is so annoying. I'm going to go back to my habits of being annoying and getting on everyone's nerves and she's planning on doing that uh more ominousnessness from Blue Fingers. She gets into the bedroom and she learns that Charlodies uh, isn't actually watching the bedroom scenes, but he's listening in. So she makes some she jumps on the bed and makes some awfully suggestive noise. A la the deli scene from when Harry met Sally or an episode of Seinfeld if you prefer. Uh, so this so, is not a this
1: is not a wink wink or a fade out. I was actually going to ask like what aspect of wink fade
0: out do you think is on yeah, the I was play trying to, I was trying to write that in actually. I <laughs> Uh well the winks already happened. There's no fading out. <laughs> No, there's not. It's kind of like like winking and then not fading out, but like gradually decreasing. Uh, the what's that word for color? Color saturation. So saturation. It's not fading out from you know light to dark. It's fading out from like color to saturation. So, so maybe I'll... like it's fading out. Or I don't know. What kind of question is that? I'll be honest. I feel like this scene
2: is pretty awkward. Like, the God King is still right there. It's not like he left. He's there watching the show. Maybe he's enjoying it. Maybe Maybe he likes this
0: better than her just sitting there.
2: Maybe, but it's still, an awkward. like, I'm just going to go do this thing now. But it's not for, so it's one thing if she were performing it for him, but she's performing it for the spies that are listening.
0: God King knows what's going on. Okay. Maybe. All right, then we cut to Larimar and Light Song, and we get a little peep out of Larimar. And apparently, he knew Light Song, uh, while he was still alive before he became a return. And <laughs> Larimar, uh, uses the old rain defense on Light Song when Light Song tries to press him for information. You see, Light Song might say that he wants the rain to stop, but he knows deep down and desires deep down the rain and the fruit that it produces. So, eh, Light Song might say that he wants Larimar to say more about his past life, but he knows deep down that it would cause trouble, so Larimar uses that to get out of answering any questions. Clever.
2: But that is an interesting tidbit. Yeah. The Return do have a history, and Mike is speechless.
0: I'm just waiting for the next section. Chapter 19. There it is. Mo- <laughs> moving day clod strife no, let's get dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> well i'll explain in a minute no, you
2: know, i get it Go <laughs> on.
0: let's get dangerous tunks tax vasher our steel died no vasher wants to kill everyone all right, Chapter Nineteen. We have Moving Day. Uh, Vivi and friends have to change locations. You know what? With them having destroyed Lemix's home, they're gonna make it look like it was just a random act of burglary. So they'll say it. Uh, and then finally, we get introduced to the third member of the mercenary team, Jules, and she comes in with a lifeless named Claude Strife, and. <laughs> I, I mean, just, what
2: other last name would you use? Clearly.
0: When I when I hear Claude, all I can think of is Peridot. Clush. Peridot from Steven Universe. Oh, you Claude. Yeah, that got kind of annoying. I I liked her character when they actually delved into it, but the whole like Claude thing got pretty annoying. Yeah,
2: when she gets character growth, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Alright. And then it's time for the mercenaries and Vivi to start doing some dangerous stuff sometimes. Danger. And Gas. guess what? I'm rubbing my fingers together. I don't know if you can hear that, but hazard fees, they're going to oh. extort her. <laughs> but well, they, they know th- she's good for the money. She has
2: 5,000 golds.
0: 5,000 golds. And then I wrote down Tonks. Uh, it doesn't really have any relevance um, other than the fact that it's a Harry Potter character. <laughs> That's huh. a girl. That, that's a girl, and 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 Tonks from Harry Potter. She can change the color of her hair, right? Yep. Ah, connection. Are Are, are you t-
2: saying that Tonks is actually? Serious? I do.
0: I have a fan. Well, no, I have a fan theory here. Tonks. So Denth refers to Tonkfa as Tonks. So my fan theory is that Tonkfa is the father of Tonks from Harry Potter. Oh God! Clearly, look it up. Tonks, Tonks and Vivenna, no I'm less. I've
2: got a memory out for that right now. So, Tonks,
0: you know, they named her after Tonk Fa, they named her Tonks, and she gets her hair-changing color ability from her mother, Vivenna. It makes so much sense. <laughs> Are you shipping Vivenna and Tonk Fa? Heck yeah. Oh, okay. She ain't gonna end up with old Ranger Face. Nope, podcast is over. We're done.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're canceled now. No more podcast. In fact, all podcasts are now done, thanks to the things you just said out loud
0: with your mouth.
2: <laughs> thanks, Dave. Or <laughs> well, you
0: can edit it out. So Didn't Tonks there's an implication that Tonks had a thing with Jules actually, isn't there? I feel like that just like briefly came up. Or no, he got like kind of Tonks has kind of like bad feelings toward Jules. Almost like an ex boyfriendish kind of put off toward her. Not Tonks. Yeah, Tonks. Tonk Fa, that is. So, hey, Claude, we got
2: a lifeless. You were asking about these guys. What so about what do them? do you think so far having to see one up close now?
0: They're pretty gray. Yeah. So, they're like... They did remind me of something particularly. What's,
2: what's sort of creepy, I mean, they're called a lifeless, but uh, especially when when he's revealed in the scene, his eyes are tracking and following, like, yeah, expect, that's a creepy thing. Like uh, some sort of um lifeless uh, a statue or something like that. Just it's sort of just going to look forward and not going to really pay any attention to anything, but its eyes are following her. Weird. It's like one of those clocks that's shaped like a cat
0: and the eyes follow you.
2: Yep, exactly like that. All right. And so I think we're also getting some more information about what Vasher's up to.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently he used to go by the name of Tax. And we find out that, uh, this mercenary crew kind of has a history with Vosher. And in fact, there was a fourth member by the name of Arsteel. And Arsteel, despite, despite, uh, supposedly being a better duelist, died in a fight with Hax, now known as Vosher. Um, and I have a question about Vasher in the intro, and don't necessarily answer this, but I'm just thinking in the intro. Vasher seems to recollect having more breaths than he has at the point of the intro. Like, oh, I miss having all these breaths. Wait, this adds up. Oh, we'll get to this later. Um, But I'm just going to briefly mention at this point in reading, I was thinking, didn't he have more breaths and then have fewer but not zero? Because he's still able to awaken before he gets the breaths from far. So well, guess- we know
2: at the beginning... Of the prologue, he has I think it's fifty breaths total.
0: Right, he but he, he, 25 he recalls having had more at some point. Sure, when he's when he gets the several hundred from Var or whatever, he's like, ah, I missed this or something like that. yeah but I guess it's possible that he gave up all of his breaths and then started recollecting them one by one. Or, as I posited earlier, maybe he could create an awakening. Give away the breaths remaining, and then take the breaths back from the awakening, so that he can still hold on to some.
2: So I think this is what I missed last week.
0: But this that
2: conversation,
0: this plays into a really curious mentioning that happens in chapter twenty-one. So I'll going to bring this back up when we get there.
2: All right. Well, let's yeah. let's finish up with just this chapter then. Um yep.
0: So Vasher apparently wants to kill everyone. That's the consensus of the mercenary group. But I think it's just Nightblood that wants to kill everyone. <laughs> Right, but don't you say that about Nightblood. he's a good sword. he's a good sword, but part of being a good sword is killing a bunch of people. That's what swords do,
2: yeah he's doing his job don't
0: don't judge. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that he right. probably has a greater desire to kill than Vosher himself, so I don't have any more questions about that actually Batman. that's that's evident in chapter twenty one um okay, so chapter 20, 20 minus one is over chapter nineteen's yep. over chapter twenty. Making Babby is dangerous. Read your histories. God King is an AVOX. God King is illiterate. God King is figurehead. The priests were right to be afraid. (laughs) So uh, we have another scene right before the bedroom. uh, We have a conversation between Siri and Bluefingers. And Bluefingers lets on the fact that... uh, well, first of all, rumors are going around the palace that, uh, finally, Ciri is commencing with her wifely duties, and Bluefingers mentions that, and he's like, I'm a little disappointed. or well, it's not disappointed. He's <laughs> frightened, because apparently, if, uh, if Ciri lives out her vessel-tude, too is, if she actually has a baby with God-King, that will invade Becomes endadger- a vessel. Yeah, becomes the literal vessel, um... Not only would that endanger her own life, but also the life of the God King. And Blue Fingers is being really obscure right now. So, well, anyways.
2: Frustrating.
0: Siri goes into the God King's bedroom, takes off her dress so that she's only wearing her shift. I don't know what that means. I didn't bother. It's looking essentially it up. underwear. She's in her. Old timey underwear. She's in her old timey underwear and she she gets on the bed to start doing uh the thing again, and actually God King uh gets near her on the bed and he starts taking his shirt off, but uh he was hiding a book of children's stories under his shirt, That's and how he he's on unable... a
2: small figure,
0: yeah, <laughs> okay just move move on so <laughs> I mean, like he he doesn't have pecular muscles; he just has a book. he's like carrying some books underneath or he's got like inflatable like look at those (laughs) abs he draws them on with a a sharpie (laughs) Uh, so he's got this book of children's stories and he's like hey
2: baby
0: and opens up his mouth and shows siri that he doesn't have a tongue so he's an avox. I don't know if we re- ever reference Hunger Games. I don't know if that's on our list for this podcast, but it's pretty good. It should be on our list.
2: I don't remember this <laughs>
0: from Hunger Games. You don't remember Avoxes from Hunger Games? No. They were the servants that had their tongues cut out. Okay. In Hunger Games, uh, so Siri actually puts two and two and two and two, but not two and two and two and two together. <laughs> And realizes, hey, they cut out this guy's tongue because he's got such a strong biochroma and they're afraid of him using awakening power. And I remember from my studies that you have to speak clearly in order to give a command to your awakenings. And that's why they cut this guy's tongue out. And she also figures out that God King is illiterate and pieces together the fact that God King is just a puppet or figurehead. And this is... Why the priest told her, first of all, not to try to kiss him because then she'd wonder why he's not slipping her the tongue uh, because he doesn't have one. And she also realizes that they're afraid that she would get to know him and find out these secrets that that he's not really the all powerful monarch that they're putting him up to be. And she's <laughs> going to start teaching him how to read. And so that's clearly, the end of chapter 20. And there's clearly, a great, great so last line. Planned. Great last line in chapter 20. The priests were right to be afraid. I love so it. So clearly their plans were working.
2: She never kissed them.
0: I wonder how much of this King D actually knows. Because I doubt if Vivi were in this situation, she would have been uh, brash enough to find all this stuff out by this, like, at least by this point. Maybe after like a couple months of it, she'd be like, eh, something's up. But with Siri, it's like, excuse me. Are we married or not? <laughs> and she actually gets to know him. I, I don't think that Vivi would have gotten to actually figure all this stuff out as quickly as Siri did. So I wonder how much DDD actually knows or suspects. So I just want to ask, what do you think so far? This is a, it's a
2: bit of a reveal
0: here. He he can't He can't actually speak. I shouldn't be that surprised. I didn't think about it, but I'm like, yeah, OK, makes sense. It makes sense why he wouldn't be yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot less mysterious than the route I was thinking, like either that he was some sort of illusion or hallucination right. or something. Right. Yeah, like, I remember but that. This is thing. actually like way simpler than I was putting it. I'm cool with it. Okay. You got anything for chapter 20, Mike? I do not. Okay. Chapter 21. Vosher wonders if protection and destruction are actually the same thing now why does that sound familiar black is a color gift bacon peace I earning mercy star is involved in politics but not all that influential stores are better than shirts nightblood has a point <laughs> oh no but um bump brand him for what he was lifeless squirrel all right, we have a scene of Vasher sneaking into one of the Returned temples, palaces, residences, whatever they call them, and it is the Palace of Mercy Star who is apparently involved in politics, but not all that influential. I guess he's just not that convincing or popular, I don't know. Uh we also get some name drops on a couple of other Returned, Gift Bacon and Peace Yearning, which at first glance looks like Peace Eye Earning. And I'm pretty sure it's Gift Beacon, but I like Gift Bacon better. I also yeah. like Gift Bacon,
1: and I got a birthday coming up.
0: <laughs>
1: are you getting bacon cake for your birthday? I don't know. Or Events. you could at least am get I? cake. Dave? Dave, am there I is... getting bacon cake for my birthday? I'll tell Dave, you are what. you getting me bacon cake for I'll my s- br- <laughs> Dave, answer me you. this question. Dave, stop dodging the question <laughs> and answer are you no. getting me bacon cake for my birthday? I,
0: I'm not getting you bacon cake, but if you do get a cake, I almost guarantee it'll have some bacon powder in it. That was worse than your normal level of pun. <laughs> I will admit I stole that joke from Shemp Howard. Best Stooge 98. Anyway, right. keep going. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's talk about this. You guys know about Shemp Howard, don't you? I have no... Oh, Shemp Howard? Yeah, the Stooge. Uh, Like the fourth or fifth
1: stooge of the three?
0: Uh, I think he was. I think Curly was on Vaudeville with them. But when they started on television, Shemp was actually one of the original television cast. And then Curly replaced him later. And then there's also Curly Joe, who I don't know anything about, but he was in the cartoons. Anyway, it's kind of funny that they kept Larry around, even though he wasn't actually related to them. Did you know that Moe, Curly, and Shemp were all brothers? I didn't know that, no. Do you know what Moe's real name is? I also don't know that. Moses Horowitz. Huh. But his stage name was Moe Howard.
2: That was pretty close.
0: Well, due to stigmas back in those times. Yeah, uh, I can can put together the the cultural (laughs) issues regarding all of that, yeah. And Larry Fine is actually Larry Feinberg as well. He went to the same high school I went to, Central High School in Philadelphia. Neat. So, Warbreaker, Chapter Twenty-One, Black is a color. Uh, that's just specifically mentioned, and I remember us I talking about that before. And I thought about it, and when it when it comes in terms of dye and fabrics and things, it makes sense that black would be a color and not white. I'm always thinking in terms of uh of computer and like the way light combines. So the way light combines white would, and we had a whole discussion about this before, so I'm not going to go into it at all ad nauseum. But uh, when you're talking about dyeing fabric, which is something that they do a lot in Halindrin, then, you know, black would be a color of dye and white would be more like you're bleaching something and taking the color out of something. So it kind of makes sense. Although I am curious about the fact that when God King is around white things, those break up into prismatic colors. So I don't know. But anyway, we have Vasher sneaking into this palace, hear about Bacon, Mercy Star's involved in politics, and he's got this cool, like, these tassels from his shirt or whatever, and he commands them to be extensions of his fingers so that he can reach really far and strangle some, some people. And Night Song's a little jealous of the shirt. Night Song's like, you know, shirt's all right, but swords are better than shirts. <laughs> it's true. And he's like, that shirt didn't even kill him. Stupid shirt. <laughs> Probably my favorite line from the whole book up to this point. Stupid shirt. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure there's a later line that's going to top that one either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Nightblood, where have you been all my life? <laughs> uh, so some of the stuff that Vasher does in this chapter uh, is is kind of why I I like uh, biochromatic breath as, as the best magic system in the Cosmere so far. Okay. Uh, there's just. It side.
0: seems a little open ended here because he's like, there are a couple things here because it seems before like, okay, you'd have to give them really specific commands like do this, 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 and now he's just like, be my fingers, uh, and then he's like, he says to his belt, I think he's like, or a piece of rope, he's like, find around everything. So <laughs> uh, I will say we can compare this to uh, Andor uh
2: since we it it has a similarity to it where you can pretty much do anything with andor and from what we've okay. seen so far it looks like there's a lot of flexibility uh with the with so it has that similarity but in andor it's like you have to draw this elaborate symbol in the air and hope you get all the lines the correct length and all this other stuff whereas and this pass your is,
0: concentration check
2: yes always this you have to say the command
0: in your yeah. language. And that's, None. that's a thing, but I wonder if they're somehow going to figure out a way to make it so that there's no, so that the verbal component is not necessary for God King or have him like invent his own language so that he can make awakenings cool. without having a tongue. I feel like they're going to figure that out. Is, can okay. he
2: take that feat? Is he going to gain that level soon?
0: Silent spell? Yeah. I don't know if he has enough spell slots. Yeah, true. Cause you, it, it adds one level to the spell slot you need. I wait, he's got a ton of spell slots. He's got like a billion breaths. <laughs> uh so there's a really interesting point in this chapter where Vasher realizes that when he sends off his like shirt and rope and all that the rope that he uses as a belt, he notices that his shoes turn gray and he's afraid that somehow this this thing with the gray shoes is going to brand him for what he is is don't answer this but is he lifeless come on this is crazy no i think lifeless
2: i think what he's referring to is the fact that he'll be seen as an awakener because he's drawing color from his clothing
0: Oh you don't think that a belt flying across the room and acting on its own won't betray him as an awakener no i don't think he means here i think he means when he's leaving
2: walking around in town yeah, he still has the same clothes.
0: So when people Not recognize him, but see that his clothes are duller, I don't that's know. How
2: I, that's how I took it when I read it.
0: Not just
1: duller, but um, all the color has been sucked out of them, so they're just like a, a drab gray in a city yeah. full of colorful fabric.
0: Yep. But I'm thinking. But the other thing is, like, if he were a lifeless, then like his face and his eyes would be gray, and that's never been brought up before. And I don't think that. Unless, he, well, he could wear makeup and put contacts on or something. I don't know. I'm not ruling out the possibility and I'm kind of playing around in my head, like, could a lifeless actually gain breath and become an awakener? And this, by the way, might play into how a uh, Vosher actually had breath before the intro. Maybe he died, became a lifeless. But then if he's a lifeless, he probably wouldn't keep his personality and memories and stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna put this away. Completely, but you have to give it some more thought.
2: So, is this what you wanted to discuss earlier?
0: Yeah, when I mentioned, you know, why did he have more breaths before? But I guess, again, it's also possible that he gave up 100% of his breaths, or maybe he figured out this thing where you could keep breaths somewhere else while you give them away. Um, the one other thing I wanted to touch up on is. Uh, if the God King does have a son, will he be able to pass the breaths on to him without a tongue? Because in order to pass on your breaths, you have to speak clearly and say my breath to yours, right? So, right. is this just going to be the end of these thousands of breaths that the, or tens of thousands of breaths that the God King has? Will he actually Maybe. be able to pass them on?
2: He did. Yeah. Read your histories. Gosh. But
0: the, but my histories are spoilers.
2: Gosh, just read them.
0: So, yeah, I'm wondering if they can actually figure out a way for God King to be an Awakener still. And the other thing was that apparently the God King is able to uh, take command of the lifeless. Will he be able to do that without a tongue?
2: So It sounds like we have some questions that we're going to have to keep an eye on as we continue reading. Sounds like it. So overall what do you think so far are you invested like are you are you into this
0: to be perfectly honest it didn't it's not drawing me in as quickly as Mistborn did you complained Um, at the beginning of Mistborn that it wasn't drawing you in no I complained that the main conflict wasn't drawing me in but the characters in the world were but and is that not the case here um I like a lot of the characters but I think there's less focus on the characters that I like And then in Miss Born, when like so, in so Mistborn. what Born, do you
2: want us to focus on
0: uh, Night Song? Okay. <laughs> Night so we Blood. had a good chapter, Nightblood, Blood, whatever. Who's or Night or Blood? Do you mean Light Song, or do you mean? Both? Oh, Light Song is good too. I do like. I think I. I think I enjoy the Light Song chapters the most out of all of them. Um, but yeah, Nightblood and Fafen and I don't know. Vivian, Siri, just haven't been all that interesting to me so far. I think. Okay. I'm not. Um, say, I'm not taking anything away from their abilities or the impact that they're going to have. It's just that their personality isn't isn't drawing me in as much as uh as say Vin did. Vin and Kelsier.
2: Okay, that's fair. I mean, we still have a, a bit of setup. Although I do remember you complaining a couple weeks ago about the mercenary, and you're like, I hope they don't get much screen time, and they're getting a lot of screen time.
0: Did I say that? You did. You did. Because I actually kind of like them right now.
2: Oh no. <laughs>
0: If I said that before, then they definitely turned it around. They're pretty funny. Well, I will say they're the dynamic
2: portion of the chapters. Like, nothing much is really happening with her if you look at it. But the, the you know, the stuff they talk about, the information, like, they are a dyna- dynamic group of characters. So you have that. When you look at series chapters, she only really interacts with Bluefingers. So you're sort of missing out on that. So it's very interesting how they present it in the book.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, I, I guess that's true. Like series or Vivi's not interesting enough, so <laughs> Dent and Tonkfa are there. You also yeah. expressed a desire to get more uh of Fafen. Yeah. Yeah, how's that coming along? I don't know. She'll probably never show up again for the rest of the book for all I know. <laughs> She's back in unless the war actually starts and they take it to Idris and she like starts kicking butt left and right. Which might happen. She
2: could be a warrior monk. Guess we'll yeah. have to find out.
0: Just like Tenzin from Legend of Korra. Yeah.
2: All right. um, Cool. I don't think I have any overall questions for you, Dave, for these chapters.
1: I have a question for Dave. Sure. Dave, do you have any
0: questions for us? That was my question. My um, question was whether
1: you have questions.
0: I'm st- I still have the same questions that I brought up last week. Uh, and I think my main question right now is, were the previous God Kings returned or were they stillborn or anything like current God King is? And I don't that's, I don't really want an answer to that, I don't think. I think I'm just going to find that out as we go. I okay. need to read my histories, I think. Someone might have mentioned that. Although I do, I will say also I like Bluefingers. He's also been a fun character. Oh, they, you, you brought up as one of your, your chapter bullet points. Uh, lifeless squirrel. Oh yeah. So uh, we uh, Vasher is he raises the alarm and all these guards start coming out. And of course, good old Nightblood. He just wants to be unsheathed. Uh, he does get a chance, I think, to strangle one guard. Strangle as a sword, which actually was also, also kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> there's this uh, black smoke that comes out of the sheath, and even the mercenaries before had talked about when Vosher or actually Nightblood leaves a wound and like it's all it's all black. And I don't know if he's actually cutting anybody or if it's these tendrils that come out. But uh anyway, Vosher at the very least says that killing people will be more complicated than just knocking them out. So he doesn't unsheath uh he doesn't unsheath Nightblood unless he absolutely has to. So he carries around a dead squirrel. And gives up a breath to turn it into a lifeless and gives it the command to run around and bite everyone that's not me. And there's a lifeless squirrel. Uh, I did also, I didn't write this down, so I almost forgot to mention it. But uh, we also learned that apparently uh, Nightblood was created, and Nightblood is confirmed to have biochromatic aura as well. Nightblood was created to preserve life, apparently. Um, Which is what swords are really good at. Yeah, Preservation through destruction, just like the two dudes from Skadriel. So destruction through preservation.
1: So Light Song is great. Nightblood is wonderful. Vivena's cool. Series awesome. The God King, you now have learned, is a pretty cool guy. My favorite character oh. in this whole book is the lifeless
0: squirrel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true
0: and also the way they give commands to lifeless is almost like uh hypnosis that is stage hypnosis um where mm-hmm. they have a a command word or like a snap or something in this case command word to make them uh to put them in a state of suggestion so that you can give them commands and then use the command word again to snap them back into life so that they can carry out the commands so
2: yeah anything else Oh, um, I did note. Just this is just a, a general housekeeping thing. Looks like we're only reading two chapters next week, twenty-two and twenty-three.
0: Uh, that does appear to be the case. Okay. They must be long chapters. Must be. Oh, just trust the diagram, man.
1: Yeah, trust I mean, I trust, trust the diagram. Tori's got this.
2: Tori made sure we're reading about fifty pages per week. So there you go. All right, let's kick Dave off. I have a couple things to say. Okey doke. Uh, bye, Dave. Huh.
0: Hi. Hi. Bye.
2: And
0: Dave's gone. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. Okay. What's up? All
2: right. So uh, a few things. One. When are we going to do the cast list? Like, which characters are we waiting for? We got most of them, but I can understand if you want to wait a little bit longer.
1: Uh, We're going to do cast lists about halfway through. So that's going to be probably on episode 78, which is we're on 74 right now.
2: So in about a a a month.
1: month. month. All
2: right. So we should have Hoyd by then because we have to have his chapter.
1: I'm pretty sure he shows up really soon because Siri needs to get her history lesson.
2: Yep. That's the histories. And then we'll know more about Susevran so we can actually cast him appropriately. And Dave will still not know what Vasher's up to. So it'll be fun to see who he casts as Vasher. And then.
1: I mean, even not knowing what he's up to, you've got, you know, a good idea of his of his general appearance. Oh, of course. And I mean, basically, we want him to look like a homeless guy.
2: Hoid is chapter thirty-seven, uh, and 40, 37 would be episode seventy-nine. So we might want to do it on episode seventy-nine. Oh, okay, no, fell night correction. Chapter thirty-two, which is definitely by episode seventy. So that's cool. That actually is seventy-eight. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Enough of that for actual spoilers. I did want to talk a little bit about Denth, this spoiler set session. Um. It's mentioned in the annotations that. Ultimately, Dent does want to try to get the breaths out of the right? Like, he, he wants them, but he's just going to sort of use her as a tool until, until he can actually get the breaths out of her.
1: Right. As From from his perspective, the breaths are perfectly safe with her because she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So her having them versus him having them still means that he
2: has them. Uh, I will point out, though, that the way Jules acts towards the is sort of a, of a reveal of what she really is. Like, she doesn't realize, and it's sort of clever that she's kidnapped and she's controlled by Denton and Um, But it doesn't seem that way, and I'm paying extra attention on this reread to see, and and you can see it looks like they're doing what she, uh, she suggests within reason, but pay special attention when Claude shows up. Like, she's like, I just want, I want to get rid of, like, I don't want Claude and I don't want Jules. Because Jules comes with Claude. I don't want them in this party. And Dent's like, no, you get all of us or none of us. We're just going to walk away. And the way he phrases and stuff, he's able to make sure Vivenna doesn't say, okay, I'm going to send you away. Like, he's really clever about that. Um, that's probably the closest they've come to Vivenna not wanting to do something that Dent needs or part of the party, that sort of. Thing. Um, otherwise, they are pretty good about hiding that is actually... Uh, kidnap and is a tool from Dent. They're very good about that, but yeah it's it's sort of I wanted to bring up like what Dent is up to. He does ultimately want the breaths and he came very close to getting the breaths, but he has a two-fold plan. One, he wants the breaths out of Avenna and secondly, he wants to use Avenna as a tool. She is a royal princess and they're gonna use her either as a backup for if Siri can't be killed or something like that. Or just, just for their ultimate plan. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting, I guess.
1: Um, so I wonder if Dave has begun spotting the uh, the overall theme of the book with the reveal of the God King.
2: Reversals? Yeah.
1: Role reverse, or, um, subverted expectations.
2: He is noticing, and he keeps pointing out that he doesn't think, and I totally agree, that the would have done a good job with Susa Brock if the was in serious place she just would have been on the floor every night never questioned it just this is her duty it would have been a disaster period.
1: and she also would have picked the most um the most concealing dresses that she could get every yep. single day and yep. been hot and miserable all the time
2: yep eating fish and whatever other ugh, stuff no no fish no, she does. Well, she doesn't like it, but that's what they have. Not in the palace. In the palace, they have everything. That's true. Um. So the ultimate plan, if the Venna was sent in in series uh, place, uh, it would have been that maybe maybe the God King would have eventually figured out how to sleep with her. I don't know. I don't think he would have opened up to her and showed her his. Cause that that is his only possession. Is that? But he would not have shown her. Eventually, she would have been sequestered anyway because they do have a stillborn to use as the next God King, and Bluefingers would have used that opportunity to capture Vivena and kill her in that fake um sacrifice that he has set up. I
1: wonder if and ultimately would've it would have actually worked better because then Dent wouldn't have had Vivena to use, right? So Vasher could have just done his deal without I the extra the extra
2: complications, maybe. I'm not convinced it would have been that successful, though. We need all of our characters in play.
1: I'm just... This is more complicated than, like, the end of the first Misborn book, where, like, every single character has their specific role to play.
2: Right. Um, Yeah, so, Feltnight does bring up a good point. Dave is asking some good questions about our characters. uh, Like, are using super complicated commands when commands should be simple. And we're going to get more information about that eventually. For right now, it's sort of like, oh, you can pretty much do anything with this type of uh, investiture. And it's sort of like, yeah, maybe sort of if you're a five scholar. Oh, yeah. I wanted
1: yeah. to uh, expand on that. So first off, you have, if you get enough, you you can just live forever. Uh, you yeah. never get sick. You were you were extremely resistant to poisons, although not completely immune, as we see with Lemix. And I
2: I ain't going to bring that up with Dave. I do not want to mention anything related to that.
1: No, 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 I'll let him get there on his own, yep, um, but also if you get if you get lonely, you can make a little straw buddy to go find your keys, yep, or a lifeless squirrel or a lifeless squirrel <laughs> or you can make your
2: pants super strong so you can jump real high yeah there is it's sort of um in terms of magic when when you look at any kind of magic system in other books or in games or things like that, enchantment, I feel is sort of underused. You get the big flashy spells like Fireball. Even Allomancy is pretty flashy. But here, we have a lot of enchantment to empower your clothes to be able to do cool things.
1: Although I would say that between Iron, Steel, Pewter, and Tin, you can just about Spider-Man.
2: Yes, agree. Uh,
1: whereas with... um. With biochromatic breath, you can get a lot of the same effects. It's just way more complicated.
2: This is closer to being Doctor Strange than Spider-Man. Although even Doctor Strange has some other cool things.
1: Indeed. Hey, on that topic, and I should probably save most of this for good thing next week. Um, I got to watch Far From Home today, or yesterday.
2: Oh, I still gotta do that.
1: Is it a good thing? Yeah, it'll be probably my good thing next week.
2: Okay. Um, One other thing I want to mention is Chapter Twenty, when Siri and when Sue Sobron finally opens up to Siri. Oh man, I love it so much. He like, you know, he he goes over to her, sort of carefully keeping his distance, but still sits on the bed, and she freaks out, of course, because it's like, oh god, it's happening. But really, he just wanted to show her his book, his, his book. Yeah, Sue Sobron, oh, he's a sweet guy. He is, and I, I'm glad. Next chapter Dave is going to read is when Light Song plays that stupid weird game where he doesn't know the rules, but he still wins. I like that chapter. Um, uh, I think
1: Dave is time. going to really, really enjoy that chapter.
2: Yeah, um, but we're not going to get more Siri and Susebron next week, which is a shame. We're going to get more of them, I think, in chapter 24. So in two weeks. And th- that's when they're actually discussing and he can write a little bit, which will be fun. So we, can, we can finally get a character from him because right now he sort of was this a mystery mysterious figure in the dark and then really he just can't talk or do anything
1: all right uh do you have anything else or should we just go ahead and wrap up
2: uh i think that is all i really had this week cool uh then
1: thanks for listening everybody bye bye
0: this has been the cosmere deep dive podcast follow us on twitter at, at @cosmerecast or like us on facebook Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.